Okay, so welcome to La Morpo Azul. This is the English version of my podcast, and uh, I decided to to make it bilingual to have almost each episode. At least I will try to make it in two languages, because I think that this is a platform that still has more English-speaking listeners than um, Spanish-speaking listeners, and also because I think that the things that I want to talk about might be interesting to the English-speaking community. And the thing that um, this community or this space uh, called La Morfo Azul um, is trying to accomplish is just the thing, it's just a space to tell stories, to learn about stories, to share my passions and to just find uh, great things or find the extraordinary in the ordinary, I guess, or just, I guess, listen to stories. and. I will start my my podcast with Greek mythology, and the thing is that to me, Greek mythology has is something that um, has always been um, a mystery to me. Has always been very interesting, and it has always been something that's interested me a lot. And I, I don't know enough about it to be honest. So these podcasts are not me just telling you a lesson they're just me uh, investigating and then and then sharing what I investigate and just uh, telling the story and um, the thing with Greek mythology is that we are the heirs the heirs of the of the Greeks and all our thought and our the way we see the world is uh, something that we inherited from them And so almost every story that we hear, that we listen to, or that we come in contact to um, has, a, a, I guess, you can trace it back to Greek mythology. And even Star Wars, which uh, uh, is a perfect example of that, George Lucas, when he conceived the whole Star Wars uh, saga, uh, he uh, used a a book by uh, Philip Campbell called The Hero of a Thousand Faces. And uh, in there, Philip Campbell uh, just analyzes how in different kinds of mythologies, not Greek mythology, but definitely Greek mythology, but how all kinds of mythologies develop their stories and how they conceive their heroes. And that's what uh, George Lucas used, and he definitely uh, came up with something amazing. And so... That's the kind of thing that I want to explore with Greek mythology. And I had an experience that, uh, uh, that really uh, made me see how amazing uh, or how huge the power of Greek, Greek mythology is because I was teaching a course, um, a writing course for uh, adolescents, which you can imagine how hard it is to keep uh, adolescents, adolescents interested in mythology and in history. Uh, it's very, very hard. You really have to come up with good ideas. And one class, I just, you know, I just took to the class mythology stories, Greek mythology stories, and they were absolutely mesmerized with them. And what was going to be one class ended up being four classes of just telling stories and nothing else. And it was so great. It was a beautiful experience. And I have always wanted, that was like nine years ago or about well, seven years ago, but I have always wanted to just continue sharing that. And so now I have this opportunity. So that's why La Morfa Azul is going to start with Greek mythology. And so for this episode with 
which is going to run on a little bit longer than I intend the others to run on. Um, uh, we're going to talk about how the Greeks uh, conceived the world. For them, uh, the, the beginning of life, the beginning of the world, uh, came uh, when everything was just complete chaos. I mean, it was just darkness and this this a space that had no order, no 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 sense whatsoever, where everything was just, I guess, um, swallowed up by this nothingness and and a sense that of falling endlessly. And suddenly, this uh, goddess, which is like the I guess the 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 great um, the great goddess the, the 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 incarnation of the world called Gaia came to be, and Gaia, which I, I think we must uh, you know we have to highlight that she's a, a woman and and that is female, especially with all that feminism nowadays being so important, being taken into consideration. For them, the great goddess, the incarnation of, of this force that made the world come to be was a woman. And so Gaia, uh, well, not a woman, but I guess a female. So Gaia, this goddess, this great, great mother, be, began conceiving the world and she created oceans and she created mountains and then she created the nymphs and the nymphs had this um, this role of making nurture available around the world. And for the Greeks at the beginning, the world was not a round planet like we see it today. For them, it was flat, which is not actually to to feed, please, on the theory that the earth is flat. Please, we're, let's not go there. That's not the idea. It's just cosmogony. It's just how they envisioned it at the beginning. Actually, for them, the world then uh, came, came up to be... Uh, uh, much, much, much more like what we see today. Definitely the first astronomers were Greek, but that's for another episode. But the thing is that they, the, the nymphs, they had to, um, they had to uh, make sure that nature spread along this, uh, this new uh, place called the world or this new vision that for us is the world. And so they, then they began, uh, other deities began to appear. And one of them uh, definitely is Eros, or Eros, which is love. And his role as the first deity was a very important one because he came to assure that there was continuity in this new world that, that uh, began to, that, that was just beginning. And without him, there would be, I guess, no, uh, no possibility of, of continuity of expansion and that's what his role was and I think it's so important to to think about how uh, for them the first deity was love you know was this this idea of the erotic of the union of of procreation and continuation and I think that's one of the most beautiful things and then actually after you have that continuation then comes another part which is the cycles and and the cycle the, the most important cycle is a day and night cycle, of course, and then you have Helios appear, which is the sun, and he's you know running over the the sky with his uh, with his uh, chariot, and then Nyx, which is night, and uh, so on, and then Selene, which is the moon, who comes to fly over the world and just guarantee with her shining that uh, this darkness that comes every night does not overcome, you know, it's not so so uh, 
overwhelming for the new creatures that have come to populate the world. And of course, another um, key element or another key uh, character that comes into play is Thanatos, which is death, the Moiras and destiny. I mean, there has to be, uh, you know, for there to be some order, there has to be, I, I guess, an end to things. And that's as, as important as, as, as anything. And so death comes to be as well. And then what happens is that uh, Gaia, she um, is uh, united with uh, Uranus, which is uh, the, the sky that came to protect her and to watch over her. And they, they, they are uh, in union and they begin to have uh, um, offspring. And the first one are Cyclopes, which are these giants that have a huge eye in their forehead. And uh, then also the Titans, which are these colossus and that have immense force. And so they, um, Uranus, I mean, Uranus, <laughs> Uranus is uh, uh, very worried that he's going to uh, be overthrown by one of his uh, offsprings. And so uh, he, 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 I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing Uranus right or if I'm saying some barbaric thing but uh, I will check it out but anyway I will continue my podcast and you can have a laugh Uh, but anyway so he's very worried that he's going to be overthrown by one of his children and so he tells Gaia that she cannot give birth to any more children that she has to keep them inside and if any of you have ever been pregnant you can imagine what the ordeal must have been I mean to have the baby and keep it inside and not be able to give birth must be one of the worst damnations ever thought of and eventually she can't stand it anymore and so she tells uh, one of the titans Kronos uh, to help her and so uh, they come up with a trick and uh, they uh, some sort of uh, vengeance and some sort of way to stop and to get revenge on Uranus and so what they do is that Kronos one night goes into his father's bedroom, to Uranus' bed, bedroom, and he mutilates him. And so when the god wakes up and sees that he, ha- he has been mutilated by Cronus, he, uh, he damns him. And uh, he, uh, he, 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 he tells him that one day, his prophecy is that one day, one of his own children will overthrow and will take his place. Uh, his own place. So uh, now Kronos uh, is left with this damnation and with this prophecy that in turn he will do whatever he can to um, to keep from from being from becoming true. And so what he starts, what he does is that he eats his first uh, five children and his wife uh, Eda Rea. I'm sorry, his wife Rea is uh, pregnant with a sixth. And so Rhea decides that she has to do whatever she can to, uh, to, to, in order for, uh, to save her, her last child. And what she does is that when she gives birth, she, she tricks Cronus uh, and she uh, wraps the baby up in some blankets and makes, she, no, I'm sorry, she wraps a rock in some blankets and make, makes it look like a baby. And she gives the rock uh, to Kronos, which falls for the trick and eats the rock, and then she takes uh, the baby to an island where uh, the baby is going to be uh, taken care of by a goat. But 
we will tell you the story later. And that baby is none other than the great God of God's seals. And so, um, well, uh, that's, that's how the world came to be. And then in another story, we'll tell you how uh, Zeus uh, got to be the king of the Olympus. And in our next podcast, we're going to talk about the first war uh, that came in history, the, the Titanomachy. And so, uh, well, that's, that's the story for now of how, of how the world came to be, of how the gods uh, began with this stories of, uh, I guess, tricks and... Uh, and murder and jealousy and revenge and I guess in one sense that's what makes uh, Greek mythology so uh, I guess so captivating and so tense and so beautiful at the same time so well thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed this story and we will definitely come back with more